0: welcome back to the water cooler where we cover anything everything you need to know not sound like an asshole at work because we will cover anything and we'll cover everything yeah Yeah, what it is all the time sorry it's been you know been a week away i
1: missed you I miss you too, man. I miss the people. But on a serious note, hey, you need us to cover something? You came to the right spot. We're the fucking water cooler boys. Water cooler boys. It was a great week. We're going to run through the Sunday games. We had a game on Black Friday. We had three Thanksgiving games. And we're not even done with the week yet. We still got Monday Night Football tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this when we put it out, it'll be ten night. So look forward to that. Before anything else, let's just jump right into this Ravens at Chargers game in L.A. The Ravens go on the road and get the dub 20 to 10. They move to nine and three on the season and the Chargers sound the alarm are four
0: and seven. By the time you're hearing this, I feel like Brandon Staley might be fired. Finally, Uh, we can hope at least, but just a dominant performance from that Ravens defense. They really, you know, contained the Chargers all day. And, you know, Zay Flowers had a good day, scored twice. Uh, who fun fact was picked uh the pick after Quentin Johnston, uh the Chargers first round receiver, and he had one catch for seven yards. Zay had two touchdowns. So uh that's a tough look for for them. Um, but yeah, Ravens are at nine and three now. They're they gotta be feeling really good.
1: Yeah, and they look good. They're doing everything right. I, I mean on the flip side, the Chargers, Keenan Allen is an absolute monster. Everybody else, it's like, what are they doing? Yeah. It, it's it's kind of just a fucking joke over there. But the Ravens are the story here. They're rolling. They're first place in the AFC now, or are they tied with the Jags? How's that looking? They're they're tied, but they have the they have the tiebreaker, I believe. They're they half they're... game up. Jags are eight and three. Ravens haven't had a buy yet. Oh, yeah. just yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. So they're looking good. Lamar's looking great. Uh, the offense doesn't have to do too much. Their defense is very, very good again, like like the old Ravens teams where they got a great defense. Except they don't have Joe Flacco at quarterback. They got Lamar
0: fucking Jackson. Like this Jackson. team to win a Super Bowl. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, this team. This team looks real dangerous, and yeah, they're 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 fun to watch. That defense like flies around. Hey, it's a great week to be a fucking Harbaugh. Go Michigan. Let's go, baby. <laughs>
1: do you really think Brandon Staley's getting fired?
0: You know, I think he should. I think most um, most teams probably would at this point, but the Chargers owner hates spending money and wouldn't want to pay a coach. So I don't know. I feel like they're going to set up some sort of buyout or something after the season. Who was it they just lost to, like, the Packers? Yeah.
1: If he didn't get fired after that. Yeah. You're kind of expected to lose to the Ravens, which yeah. – I don't want to toot my own horn, but I had that money line. That was the last ticket of my three-leg parlay that I cashed. I told you if you were listening last week, I was going to do four legs. I just forgot to do it on Friday. So Sunday morning rolled around, got it in with three legs. I had the Dolphins, which would have hit too, but
0: yeah,
1: uh, plus three ninety nine Chicken dinner. Oh.
0: oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Anything else from that one?
0: No. Yeah.
1: Let's move on to what was easily the game of the day in Philly. It was wet and sloppy out there. It went back and forth. Bills go to Philly, take it to overtime, but the Eagles pull it out, move to 10 and 1 with a 37 to 34 victory. Have your moment. Fly, Eagles, fly.
0: Fly, Eagles, fly. That was a hell of a game. I was stressed out, stressed the fuck out throughout it. Um back to back weeks going down 17 to 7.5. They and this week they're even down 24 14 going into the into the fourth. The offense just started really slow. Lane Johnson was a late scratch. Um, and that clearly affected the offense early. Hertz was under constant pressure. But once again, they made adjustments and Hertz made some like straight up MVP level plays. He was he was balling. Yeah, he looked amazing.
1: Josh Allen also looked fucking incredible. Like he was making every play he had to in the big moments until the very end when they had to settle for a field goal. They got the ball first in overtime, and they were driving down the field. What did they get to, like, the 25, 26 yeah. or something? And uh, Eagles, hey, Ben, don't break. They did what they had to do in that moment, uh, made them kick a field goal, and then Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and the boys came down and
0: scored it. Exactly. Two two things on the Bills on that. So now they – or three, I guess. One, they dropped to 6-6 six and six in a loaded AFC. They're going to be fighting an uphill battle just to make the playoffs. Uh, That being said, you know, if they put out an offensive performance like that, they'll be they should be okay uh, down the stretch. But like you mentioned, them having to settle for the field goal in overtime. um, Allen had Gabe Davis wide open and it was just a miscommunication because it's like an option route. um, And it's tough to say who's to blame there because Gabe Gabe Davis was open. He could have gotten whatever side he went to if they were on the same page as a touchdown game over. Um, but they were on the wrong page and it falls incomplete and Hurts goes down and, and rushes the touchdown. Uh, last thing on them, McDermott continues to be on my shit list when the Eagles, Jake Elliott made one of the greatest kicks I've ever seen. Like con- considering conditions, the distance, all that. Um, if he misses it, it's over. He kicked like it was 59 yards and it's, it was rainy and windy all day. He just booted that thing. It was incredible. But after that, the Bills get the ball at the 25 after the touchback with 20 seconds left in a timeout. You have Josh Allen. That's just been flinging that thing. And you don't at least take a couple shots to, you know, see if you can get a last second field goal. They, they take a knee and then it goes to overtime. They get lucky with the coin flip, but still like that um, you end up getting in a spot where you could have, you know, had an opportunity to at least kick a field goal on the last play of the game. Yeah. We've talked about this before. You have nothing to lose If
1: you throw it deep enough, like you had enough time and a timeout to run one play like to the middle of the field, pick up a nice chunk, and then throw it deep. And if it gets picked as time expires, that's fine as long as they don't take it back to the house, which they're probably not going to do. You don't see that very often. Or you might complete the pass, or you get a pass interference, and you get a free untimed down to kick a field goal for the win. We saw the Eagles do that. uh, We talked about a few weeks ago with A.J. Brown. Just get – get fucking far down the field, try and get PI, you know, and it works a lot, a lot more than you think it would. So yeah, that is soft. I hate that. Why are you just giving up like that?
0: Yeah. Uh, But that was a great
1: game. You mentioned it, that 59 yarder as time expires to force overtime or 20 seconds left, right? That was incredible. Jalen Hurts was just sitting there like shaking his head. Like, how does this guy do it? Jake Elliott, man, that guy is just fucking ice cold. He's amazing.
0: Crazy, crazy Eagles legend.
1: They were talking, uh, I saw something with Jordan Milata after the game. Did you see this already? Where he was saying um, when they were in overtime and, and they were, what were they on? Like the 14 when Hurts ran it in for the win? Yeah, like a, or or 12 around there somewhere. He said, as soon as I saw that look, I knew that Hurts was scoring that. We get that. And it's. he said, when we get that, it's game over. I couldn't believe they gave us that look. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and he says, like, like I said, he says, as soon that as we saw that look, we knew it was game over. We knew Hertz was scoring that. And on that play, did you see the replay where Kelsey pulls from the center position and he fucking laid that guy out? He's yeah. quick as shit, he, man, for
0: a fat so, little guy. Yeah, he it's it, it's ridiculous how quick he is, and yeah, he pulled around and just leveled that dude, dropped him, and and then Hertz barely got touched going in the end zone. Uh, just yeah. That that's cool. My lot of said that though. I didn't I didn't catch that yet. So that makes sense though, because once Kelsey pulled, once Kelsey got to that guy, it was there was no one there. There was no one. No one. Yeah. That could there was him.
1: a couple moments too where even Roma was like, they're gonna run here. Like he knew like Hertz is yeah. gonna like take it himself. Yeah. And there must be like a certain look that whenever they get it, it's like, yeah, we're taking this one.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if we caught two on the on the coin toss. Um, Bills win it. Gabe Davis very excited says we want the ball. And Brandon Graham steps up and says, "It it don't matter." <laughs> oh, I didn't see that.
1: That's fucking dope, dude. <laughs> Love that. Hey, that's a that's another Michigan guy right there. Big big week for Michigan. Oh yeah. And now the Eagles are ten and one. How you feel?
0: Feel great. Got the Niners next week. It's this gauntlet of the schedule, and they're they're handling the test so far. This was a game where I was kind of concerned the way they started, and I you know. The offense looked really stagnant, but the fact that they just turned it on, they are showing they can win in different ways. They won in a grinded-out game with the Chiefs last week. They won in a shootout this week with the Bills. That's just really encouraging stuff. And more importantly, they were the second leg of my
1: parlay, so that was another dub right there. Let's go. (laughs) And you mentioned the Bills at six and six. I do think that they're going to make the playoffs. And I think that's going to really suck for whoever's like the four seed and has to play them week one at home. Yeah. Like yeah. the Bills should not be here. And it's just going to, going to depend on what offense they bring, like what Josh Allen shows up to that game. Cause if it's this one, they can be anybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on. We got the Kansas City Chiefs going to Las Vegas where they take it to the Raiders 31 to 17. Wins are all that matters, but it did feel good to see the boys go up 14 to nothing just to blow it. We'll talk about that another day, but they're showing some fight, showing some life. The Chiefs are a very good team at eight and three.
0: I haven't given up on the Raiders yet this year. Yeah, definitely don't give up on the Raiders. Maybe playoff hopes are, are dwindling, but I think Antonio Pierce is a good coach. They started hot, got, went up 14 0. That shows that they're pretty prepared, right? So I think uh, that was an encouraging thing. But the Chiefs kind of just asserted their dominance as the game wore on. Um, they're just overall more talented team. Yeah, I don't think there's too much
1: to say about the Chiefs. They are pulling away in the AFC West um, as they should. They're a much better team than everyone else. The Broncos, surprisingly, are the second-place team in that division now, and the Chargers are last place. So I yeah. think if you're the Chiefs right now, you feel really fucking good about you know locking up that division early which will give you, you know, a chance to chase the number one seed if it's within reach or a chance to rest guys going down the stretch if you need to. You know, Kelsey's been kind of banged up. You obviously Mm -hmm. have to have a healthy Mahomes if you're going to do anything in the playoffs. So they're in a very fucking good spot right now. Next up, we got the not St. Louis, Los Angeles Rams going to not St. Louis, Arizona Cardinals. Funny how that works out. The Rams looked like a whole new team getting Kyron Williams back they put up 37 points to get the dub 37 to 14. I think you were all over this one. I, I'm pretty sure I won the. I was on the Cardinals here, but
0: Rams looked like a fucking beast out there. Yeah, the Rams were dominant. Kyron Williams is a freak. Crazy. Which is, yeah, I you you knew he was good. Um, like before the injury, you could tell that he was gonna. He was a stud, but the way the offense looked without him versus how it looked today in his first game back kind of just really, really showed how uh, dominant he can be. But yeah, uh, Cardinals, I don't know. You, you were on them. You thought they were going to, uh, you, you, I remember you telling me they were going to win this game. That, that I didn't did. happen. I don't know. Unfortunately, no, they but,
1: but they didn't win. Yeah. Unless you say keeping it within 24 is winning.
0: Yeah, maybe. some but, people do. Hey, You know, I eyeball emojis on my uh, Cardinals under two and a half wins. That looked like a team that might not win another game this year.
1: <laughs> it absolutely did. Cause even Kyler kind of looked like shit. Like it was like, Oh man, yeah. there's just like nothing redeeming here. They're not doing anything. Right. And every time Kyron Williams touched the ball, he would seemed like he was going to the house. Like this guy <laughs> had like 200 yards. Every time red yeah. zone switched over, it was just Kyron Williams doing something fucking cool. That was what was pretty impressive for the Rams here is they didn't, like, Cooper Cup didn't have a big game. Puka didn't have a big game. They didn't really throw the ball very much at all because they were just having their way on the ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they could get whatever they wanted on the ground, and it just got out of hand quick. Is
1: there any chance they get frisky and sneak into, like, that Seahawks spot?
0: I could see it happening um, because just that's the nature of that last spot in the NFC. It's it, it, it could go to anyone it could it's probably only going to take nine wins um so that would be the Rams going four and um two from here on out without looking at their schedule that feels like something they could do but um again you know they also have played some real shitty games but mm. if Kyron Williams is out there and Stafford stays healthy I I think they could compete for that seven seed but then they'd just go get their ass kicked by whoever the two seed is yeah, yeah, that would not be fun.
1: But hey, you got to get in to win it. That's what I always say. That's my great great grandpappy always told me. Thanks. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns and another Kirby's a big dumb idiot game of the week <laughs> going to Denver where the Broncos put it on them 29 to 12. And I thought that this Browns defense was elite. I was told they're the best defense in the league. I thought it didn't fucking
0: matter who their quarterback was. Turns out it really, really does matter. It does matter. Uh, we were texting before about something with fantasy before the game, and I said I, I I don't think uh the Browns are gonna have a good day today. I don't I didn't see, you know, DTR, uh Dorian Thompson Robinson, who had a good game last week with the um against the Steelers. but it, even that it was like he just did enough to keep him around hanging in the game. And that Steelers defense um or the Steelers offense is just not good. Uh continue, they we'll get to them. They showed a little bit of life today, but um that was more to do that win last week for them was more to do with that Steelers offense than than what the Browns offense was doing. And the Broncos offense has actually been playing solid and with not much of a threat coming from the Browns. Um it allowed them to just they didn't have to be perfect today, but they were they got a lot of opportunities.
1: Yeah, the Broncos are starting to look like just a sneaky, like, well-balanced team. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They got good receivers. And their defense in the last few weeks has been looking very fucking sharp. I know this week it's like, what defense hasn't looked good against the Browns? But they've done it a couple weeks in a row now. So it's a team that you have to start watching out for. They're 6-5, and um, tied with the Texans, you know, game up on on the Raiders, teams like that. So they could definitely get into the playoffs, you know. Who knows when you you laughed at me when I said that I did last week, week you were talking about, they're definitely going to win this game. I said, you're a big dumb idiot. I can't (laughs) believe I do a podcast with you. You don't know ball. Well, you're the ball guy. Sometimes I forget, but, but (laughs) that being said next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Houston in the biggest divisional matchup of the week. The Jags hang on to first place, knocking off the Texans 24 to 21. They moved to eight and three. The Texans fall two games back at six and five. CJ Stroud had another phenomenal game, uh, but it just wasn't enough. The Jags did enough, held on, and did everything they had to at the right times to get that dub.
0: This was classic, weird AFC South football. It was just, you know, two teams going back and forth and, going through lulls, highs and lulls in the game, where like at one point they're looking like, oh, this, this team's pretty damn good, and then they, they just let the other team right back in it and back and forth. Um, this is coming from a place rooted out of hate because, uh, one, I bet on the Texans to win the division. This game all but loses that bet. And, two, I had their kicker, Amendola, on my fantasy team. If you can't kick a 50-plus yarder in today's NFL, how the fuck are you even on an NFL roster? Get out of we here. We have J- Jake Elliott making 59 yarders as t- at the end of the game with the game on the line. In a hurricane. torrential downpour, hurricane. And Amandola can't kick it far enough for a 58-yarder indoors? It's gross.
1: Sad. I really wanted overtime in that game. That would have been fucking awesome because at the end, You know, the Jags kind of, I don't want to say dominated early. It was a close game. It was 13-7 to at half, but it felt like, all right, they're kind of pulling away. Um, CJ Stroud just kept answering back, though, and he kept coming back. And I was like, if they can kick a field goal and tie this, this is going to be a great fucking overtime battle. And you want to see what the young kid can do in a pressure situation like that. Up to this point all year, he's been able to come back. Like They come back every week, it seems like. Him and Takedown and Nico Collins just fucking moving down the field at will when they need to. Just wasn't enough. I don't think either of these teams are bad. I was actually impressed with the way both of these teams played. I don't think this is your your grandma's AFC South.
0: No, no, I don't what I mean, I guess, by that is like they're not bad teams. It's that like you said, it felt like the Jaguars were gonna pull away. They never really did. Then it felt like the Texans were for sure gonna come back and they couldn't really it was just a weird like back and forth like
1: No, no I totally understand. I, I get what you're saying. And they probably still are a year early they both they both probably are not going to do anything in the playoffs like i can't really see the jags beating any of those top afc teams in fact i I could see them getting blown away by like 25 30 by the ravens chiefs anyone like that it's gonna be a tough task but for what they are i mean it, it was a good game they got ball players on both sides uh should be fun for years to watch
0: uh, yeah, I think so too. And not to go on too much about the Jags, but they're sitting at eight and three. Um, like we said, half game back of the Ravens for that one seed. The Jaguars schedule is super, super easy down the line. They're they're gonna have an opportunity to potentially get the one seed, and that's the only route really where I could see them getting to a AFC championship or something. Or even to um, the second round. Well, yeah, that'll <laughs> get them to the second round for sure.
1: Uh, you know, we fucked up. We got a little caught up in the CJ Stroud, like these these Texans, they don't fucking quit. They got that dog in them. We should have yeah. just bet Jags one seed in the AFC yeah, instead of Texans to win the division. Because you're be, right, man. they got a nice path, they got an easy path co- coming up. Yep. Yeah. Moving on, we got the New England Patriots going to New York against the Giants, where the Giants in a game that absolutely nobody wanted to win here. Pull it out 10-7 to at the end with a fourth quarter field goal because Bill Belichick had to put in that call and say, don't make this fucking kick. Patriots had a chance to tie it as time expired. I don't even know how far it was. It wasn't that far, though. Completely shanked it. Giants hold on to win by three. Patriots are now 2-9. and nine, And I think the only takeaway here is they are probably looking to draft the quarterback of the future. Patriots' dynasty is completely dead the only story to watch with these guys is what will they do with bill belichick and if they move on who are they going to bring in and who are they going to draft
0: yeah i this it's just a gross game it was a disgusting game mac jones once again got benched he threw one of the worst interceptions i've ever seen in my life uh today and you touched on it but that field goal was Thirty-five yards at the end of the game. Belichick called the timeout with six seconds left, instead of get, getting it down to three, so it'd be the last. Play. Like it was just weird vibes. He called the timeout early, and then I, I, I'm with you. I think he told he said, "Shank this bitch." I, we, we want this is a big game and draft position here. Yeah, uh, fifty thousand dollar bonus if you
1: miss this. Exactly. And then on the Giants side, uh, I guess good win if you're Dabble. How do you say his name? Dabble. Stable. Stable. You needed a win there, because if you lose that one, you're on a very, very hot seat and they might look at moving on,
0: yeah. which would
1: be kind of shocking, but they've been so bad. So I think that he proved, you know, they got a little fight in them. He's playing, you know, he's coaching a team led by Tommy DeVito. So you can't ask too much from him. But the the Italian got it done, even gave a little huzza in the end zone. Uh I'll, what else? That's it yeah please Patriots Giants this was the first leg of my parlay I bet the under 34 it only got to 17 so very safe there that one was fun to watch because I knew no one was going to score any fucking points (laughs) moving on we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Indy where the Colts get the dub 27 to 20 they move to six and five and are officially in that frisky zone for the AFC playoffs Gardner Minshew did enough to get it done Bucks, as we've seen they can beat the bad teams but anyone that's worth the shit they just can't really hang with uh they tried to fight it till the very end but baker couldn't get it done
0: yeah this was another weird game uh it felt like the colts were kind of like that it's kind of like that jags texans game where you know it always felt like the bucks were right there to make the comeback and they couldn't quite do it and on the flip side the colts could never quite pull away um how we talked about with the bucks you know they're a good litmus test for what a what a good team or a bad team is. Colts barely beating them at home tells me that they're an okay team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're they're above
1: average, maybe. Jonathan Taylor's very good. Michael Pittman's very good. They both had great days. Um other than that, you know, they, uh, didn't they just cut like one of their starting linebackers this week too? Yeah. So that just point. shows you where they're at as a team. Like they, they're not even really trying to win this year. They have all eyes to the future, as they should. They got a great like young core, especially once Anthony Richardson gets healthy. They might fuck around and make the playoffs this year, though. I don't think they they're going to know what to do when they get there, but they might do it. <laughs> Next up, we got the Carolina Panthers going to Tennessee, where the Titans win 17 to 10. Titans moved to four and seven going into a year where some people thought they could win the AFC South. The Carolina Panthers are one and 10 they don't own the rights to their draft pick which right now would be number 1 overall but they do have Bryce Young who threw for 194 yards today no touchdowns what the fuck are they going to do
0: this this team has the worst outlook in all of the league i i, I would say um simply cuz they don't own their pick but yeah they the the titans are not good either but they just you know played a much worse team. Uh I I I have concerns with Will Levis because he actually has some pieces around. He has Hopkins, he has Henry, he has a run game. Um and he hasn't looked great aside from that first that very first game where he threw the four touchdowns. Um and Bryce Young, I just he looks bad, but I'm not ready to give up on him simply because what encapsulates this whole season for the Panthers and shows how how much they trust that line and trust their playmakers today in the game they were facing a fourth and six game on the line they threw a fucking screen pass out to a receiver and it just got blown up and it was it was over and it's because they literally don't trust the line to hold up long enough to run a normal play
1: yeah it is pretty sad to see i mean i've pretty much given up on him to be honest he just like everything that i've seen from him has looked so bad But you're 100% right. They're a terrible, terrible team. And there's only so much a quarterback can do. Like, Pat Mahomes wouldn't have a winning record with this team. There's no one to throw it to. He'd probably give up after five games and say, fucking get me out of here. I can't do this. (laughs) So you got to give him another couple of years. He's fucking Bryce Young. He's the number one overall pick this year. But it just looks so bad right now. And he just looks lost out there. He's a small guy. And his whole career... Coming from Alabama, he's had everything perfect around him. I mean, Alabama consistently is top five, top ten recruiting class. They have the best offenses and defensive lines in the country. They always have playmakers. I mean, how many receivers and running backs are in the league from Alabama? So he was in a perfect position to win, and this is the first time that you're seeing him really tested in a way where he has to be the guy, and it's been terrible so far. They've only got one win. Yeah, so right. I don't really see how in the next two years they can do enough to pull it together for him to have enough pieces to look good. And if you're three years in with a, a you know, young quarterback and he hasn't produced anything at that
0: point, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. they're, they're in a purgatory right now. They're going to be bad for a very long time. It feels like. Yeah. So I, I mean,
1: I don't think he'll ever be the guy there. Best case scenario for him is is they move on after a couple of years and say, we got to get picks for this guy while we can. And yeah. a much better team gets him and taps into the talent that he obviously does have to be the number one pick, but it ain't happening there.
0: Bryce Young, future New York Jet after Aaron Rodgers is done.
1: Ooh, spicy. I love that. But that would mean he has to replace Zach Wilson, who's the only quarterback in the NFL to beat the Eagles this year.
0: That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> that's something that'll get him a backup job. For oh, for
1: sure. For the Cowboys, probably. <laughs> all right. Next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Cincinnati where they get the dub 16 to 10. The Steelers move to seven and four on the year. Bengals fall to five and six. They hung tough against a pretty damn good Steelers team. Uh, but you got the backup quarterback Browning in. You're just not going to be a playoff team without Joe Burrow. This is all she wrote for the Bengals they're going to fight hard the rest of the year I'm sure. They're going to win a couple games. They're going to surprise some people, put up some points here and there. But this is just what they are. Steelers on the other hand, still can't score points, but the defense is elite and they are squarely in that playoff hunt looking pretty fucking good right now.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a very dominant performance especially in that second half from the Steelers defense. Um you know, I I had actually I thought the Bengals were going to win this game. We had talked about that on the preview. And um, but Browning really didn't look that good today. He made a couple he got lucky on a couple passes two tip balls that found found his guys instead of the Steelers. It was close to being like a very bad game. Um, So definitely concerning going forward. But yeah, like you said, Steelers just keep getting it done. Um, The offense finally put up had a 400 yard game. The first game without Matt Canada after he got fired. Oh, did they? Um, I didn't notice that. But still only 13 points. And Pickett just Pickett's not it. They did score 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh no, he's just not it.
1: And that's like it's such a glaring weakness in their offense because you look at Najee and Jalen Warren, you look at all the receivers. Pat Frymer is coming back looking great. It's like who (laughs) you know, that old that banana skit where it's like, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. It's like it's fucking you, Kenny.
0: Kyler Murray, awesome. future Pittsburgh Steeler. Huh? Kyler Murray, future Pittsburgh Steeler.
1: Oh, man. That would, that would go fucking hard. He'd look good. Yeah, awesome. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints going to Atlanta, where the Falcons pull out the dub 24-15, to as both of these teams drop to 5-6. and six. And is that tied for first? Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. That's NFC South football right there. You got to <laughs> love it. Uh, Derek Carr had some bad moments through a pick six. The Saints just couldn't get it done when they had to. They settled for a lot of field goals, uh, five of them to be exact. They couldn't find the end zone. On the flip side, Falcons finally let Bijan do his thing. They let the athletes get out there and have some fun, and it paid off.
0: Yeah, crazy concept. You get your best athlete the ball, and good things happen. Um, And shout-out Jesse Bates, pick six, and he forced a fumble like with a perfect peanut punch. He he had a great game. Falcons look great in those uniforms, too. That should just be their full time, kind of with like the Eagles with the Kelly Greens. They, you might just have to make a, that move full time because it looks better. But, um, Ritter, you know, similar to Pickett, that this Falcons team is probably going to win some games down the stretch. They might win that division because of all the talent around. But it's not going to be because of the quarterback. He is still not good. Um, he kept the Saints in this game for way too long when the defense was balling out. But ultimately, they were able to get the job done with the pick six and Bajon doing his thing. So,
1: Saints are five and six. Falcons five and six. Bucks are four and seven. Who wins the yep. division? Falcons. I think Falcons too. Just let Bajon fucking eat. Hey, he'll win. And he'll win you enough games. Those athletes will win you enough games. Get out of the fucking way. And you know, get blown out in the playoffs, but at least he made it exactly. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins on Black Friday going to New York where they fucking put the beat down on the Jets. It's so sorry to see this Jets team. Uh, it was 34 to 13. Tua went crazy, Jalen Waddle went crazy. Mostert scored twice. Uh, the only one who didn't have a good game was Tua. But you see that gash he had in his fucking arm?
0: Yeah. Literally
1: like to the bone. Tough as shit. This team's legit, and the Jets are really, really bad.
0: Yeah, the Jets' quarterback situation is just down so bad right now. Tim Boyle, just awful, awful. I don't know how they can continue to go forward with that. They have Trevor Simeon on the roster, too. I don't know why Simeon has at least had moments where he looks like a better quarterback than than Boyle, for sure. So, not that it's going to fix anything, but, I mean... You got to give Boyle's not not it and Zach Wilson's not it. But I think
1: at four and seven, it's too late now. Aaron Rodgers still wanted to come back. It doesn't matter. They fucked it. They had a chance to go get like a decent quarterback or at least maybe be a decent quarterback in Flacco or one of these guys that's gotten signed. Josh Dobbs they could have traded for. And
0: they fucked it. It's over now. Yeah, it's over. Um, One funny thing from this game, too, or two the most jets play ever. Like you said, Oh, you throw up a hail Mary, you know, worst case it gets picked and goes, it's the end of the game, whatever the jets throw up a hail Mary at halftime that got returned 99 yards for a touchdown. Well, that's the jets though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's like that. play. That's exactly. It doesn't ever happen, but it could happen to the jets. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's head
1: to fucking gobble gobble. It's Turkey day, baby. Thanksgiving, 2023. We'll start with game three. The 49ers go to Seattle. Fuck the 12th man. It didn't matter. They win 31 to 13, completely dominated. They were up 24 to three at halftime. CMC is a beast. They got playmakers all over the place, and that defense is fucking legit. That game was over from the start.
0: Yeah, CMC went crazy. Brock Purdy with the perfect passer rating. Just again. Or was that the week before? No, uh, that was the week before. He threw a pick this week. I don't think he had a perfect pick. Oh yeah, pick. he did. He did. That was yeah, you're right. You're right. That's that's my bad. These game, you know, these games start to jumble together. Mm-hmm. But uh but he did have another good game. But yeah, like you said, the Seahawks, you know, it's it's like we have talked about. They're they're just they are what they are. They're not that good of a team. Um they'll they can um they're uh they're like a a better version of the Bucks.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. They are bad. At least they have like a future with some young talent. I don't know what the Bucks have at all. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they don't beat anyone good, and they lose to very good. Like they they just don't even compete yeah. with the good teams.
0: Yeah, they're the they're the um they're like the litmus test. Bucks are bad, like bad or decent. This one, the Seahawks are decent or good. They're that they're that line. They beat the decent teams, but get their, get beat by all the good teams.
1: Yeah, right now they would be the seventh seed. But the uh, Rams are only a half game back. I could definitely see the Rams passing them up. Yeah. Moving on, we got the Washington Commanders going to Dallas. And the Cowboys just fucking went to town at the end of that game. They scored 25 points in the fourth quarter. Shut them out in the second half. It looked like we were fucking calling it to a T that the Commanders were going to cover. Because the Cowboys are bitches. And I think they knew, I think they knew that stat was going around and they were like, we cannot let that happen.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: 45 to 10. They just dominated.
0: Yeah. Dominant performance. They, uh, bland broke the pick six record that quarter too. Um, they had that crazy celebration where they came out with Turkey legs out of the Salvation army bucket and were like eating on the sideline and shit. I was just like, damn, this is a, this is a dominant performance but commanders suck. It's, you know, Cowboys still They're eight and three. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong, but they still haven't beat a team over 500. It's, it's, yes. it's a, it's a it, they got a couple tough games coming up. They play the Seahawks Thursday night, which like we just talked about, that'll be their first team that they beat. If they do, um, if they beat them, that'll be the first one over 500, but the Seahawks are a team that they'll probably kick the shot out of too. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it was a dominant performance. Um I hit a little same game one on on this on this one cuz uh I've, I was like "Cowboys going to put up points. I put their team total up to um over I hit over 34 and a half and then a touchdown from CD and a touchdown from Pollard. That was like a plus 400 or something like that. Ooh, so Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love that.
1: Okay, next up we got the last game of the week. We got the Green Bay Packers going to Detroit as underdogs pulling off a big upset 29 to 22 Lions fall to 8 and 3 big game right there as far as NFC uh standings go for the conference and Packers go to 5 and 6 which is also a big win cuz they're also a half game back of the playoffs right now so huge win on the road for the Packers Jordan Love made the fucking throws he had to and they got it done
0: Yeah Love Love looked good he he's been surprising in regards to the way he continues to improve um but yeah it was just a really surprising result though it was a super surprising result i thought the lines were going to kick the shit out of them but you know that was pretty disappointing for them to lay that egg at home on thanksgiving but they're still a good team they'll still be all right down the line i think but overall tough tough look for them
1: yeah i think they're they're gonna be fine they're still gonna win a lot of games but we kind of talked about this already that they are going to run into one of those like top 3 teams in the NFC, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, am i missing anyone? And they're going to find out pretty quick that they're maybe a year away. They got to make some improvements in a couple spots. Yeah. Might start with Jared Goff. Yeah. But that wraps it up. Uh we'll be back tomorrow with the Monday night recap. We'll talk some college football, we'll talk some NBA, we'll preview the Thursday night game coming up. It was a fun weekend. It's going from fucking Thursday To Sunday, you got to love it. Spice it up a little bit, that Friday game. Can't beat it. Love it. Anything you want to say to these fine people?
0: Hey, just keep meeting us at the water cooler. Hey, cheers. Need for breaks Ain't no plot When you're living It's all first take When you do Get to choose Might as well be great Rock to the rhythm No moves to waste at the spot With precision No need for breaks Ain't no plot When you're living It's all first take When you do Get to choose Might as well be great It's that get loose Family all around And you kick tunes Good smoke Good people Come through If you play By the same rules We've been known To ride the wave Kick back Bullshit Misbehave Started tripping on myself So I had to get saved Stay in your lane. If the way is paved, there we go again. talking real heavy. Listen up world. I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you want to live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again. Talking real heavy. Listen up world. I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you want to live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.